The audio you're about to hear is ridiculous to the highest extent of the law. The views depicted on this podcast were shot prior to the current week. Any views spoken of may have already changed and are therefore obsolete. Marks beware, we do not care. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Wrestle Me with Dan and Nico. <laughs> and we are back with another episode of our secondary show, if you would call it that. Um, Wrestle Me. Um, so, you know, today we're going to be talking about some AEW. Finally, finally going to be talking about some AEW. And uh, if you haven't already uh, heard our last episode that came out on Sunday, feel free to go check that out. Uh, give a review, whatever you'd like. Share it to your mom, your grandma, your uncle, your aunt, whatever. Uh, but yeah, man, we're going to be talking about some other uh, topics that came up, but mostly all elite wrestling uh, from this past week's uh, Dynamite and some Rampage as well. So, Nico, if you would please uh, get us started here with uh, what we saw. So, big surprise the very beginning of Dynamite this week. So match number one was an Owen Hart uh, tournament round. Um, it was Samoa Joe versus the Joker. Um, I don't know why I use the Joker card and everything that they do. You know, they use the Joker card in the Dynamite <laughs> Rumble thing, you know, for like, guess who it's going to be? And it was Johnny Elite or Johnny Nitro or Johnny Morrison or John Morrison or Johnny Impact. Who the fuck? He has so many names. I can't keep up with it. Johnny Mundo. Um, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. That's actually probably my favorite. Um, but he got a huge pop. But then it was gone. <laughs> it didn't last long. Yeah. He got a huge pop. It was gone. Um, Joe's laying it into them. Dude, they didn't really have good chemistry, though. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that great a match. I thought it was a weird matchup um, to put, like, you know, his first match... Um, I don't think that every new person they bring in should like win their first match, right? But um, yeah. but with Samoa Joe, I mean, the pop that he got, and then you put him next to Samoa Joe, who's been you know probably one of the more over people they have um at this moment. Um, but yeah, I didn't think that they mixed well. I didn't think it was a terrible match, but um, definitely could have been better on the matchup. I was actually expecting somebody like Cesaro just because oh. of what I had heard, but um, it was not to be, not on this night. Man, um, it was for me, it, w- it could have been better. I think with more time with them wrestling more, because this was actually the first time they've wrestled each other, um, them wrestling more, them getting to know what they actually do, um, I think they can have um, great and awesome matches. Um, there was a point when Johnny was going to do his, like, parkour flip off the top, turnbuckle to the outside. And if you notice, he was kind of, like, telling Samoa Joe to, like, get into position. So there's a lot of little things that kind of threw me off this match. And, um, but... He also uh, missed, uh... Uh, I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, a dive off of the top rope he missed it he did like um was it a 450 splash or what was it oh yeah he did okay so yeah he missed the 450 he was a little it was like smojo is just too far away from it 
Um, and they did they did say that on commentary, so trying to save it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing that happened in this match was the, some of the sales that Johnny did. It, it, for me, I didn't really care for this match. It, it didn't do too well. Um, not trying to be too, too disrespectful because I think they can have an awesome match, but finish was flat. And then they have San, Sanjay Butt and um, John Gonzalez and Jay Lethal come out to um, attack on Joe. Which I, they still doing that thing. Um, it seems like ever since Samoa Joe came over, he he's been involved with this Jay Lethal thing. Which I like that they're getting Jay Lethal more involved. But um, I haven't been a too big fan of this what they're doing. But um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts though on what do you think of them bringing in uh, Johnny Elite now? Um, because I think it's a great pickup, uh, but I don't see him really. Um, panning out too much uh, um, in the future. I think he'll be gone in two years or something like that. I agree. I think it's a great pickup, but I don't think there's just too, many, too much talent. The problem with AEW is there's too much talent. Um, I think he can be a good like mid-card, mid-carder, not really a main eventer. Maybe have a TNT title shot here and there. Right now, I don't see him winning anything. Uh, any title. Yeah. yeah, he's not the guy. But um, I'm excited to see, like, there's a lot of different matchups that can happen. So a lot of great matches can come from this. So that's what's exciting about AEW. Sometimes it's not about um, the run that they're going to have, depending on the person. Um, it's about the matches that they can create. And I, I want to see a Samoa Joe and Johnny Elite rematch. Because um, I feel like they could do better than what they did right now. Yeah, and it was the first time they had ever had a match, so... Um, but you know, they're veterans at this point, so they know how to put together a match, even if they've never touched before. But I want to see Ray Phoenix and Johnny Elite because uh, I feel like it'd be very uh, similar to him and his matches with uh, Ricochet. Well, they um, might have Johnny Elite. Elite before, really? Well, yeah, because yeah. Ray was on um, Lucha Underground, was and he now? And let's not forget, he was also an impact when Johnny was. He was an impact. I so, have not finished um, Lucha Underground in its entirety, so I'm not sure about that. But right? <laughs> they have yeah, like seasons and stuff. I actually enjoyed Lucha Underground when it came out. Um, I think it's on called. Tubby TV. Tailgate TV. T- Tubby TV. Oh, oh, I don't know where I heard Tailgate. That's <laughs> 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 bad. Okay. But uh, the the whole thing was, uh, it it on paper would have been a great first match. Unfortunately, it just for me it didn't deliver. I know you said it; you thought it was good, or you you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. But um, well, you're wrong, so that's okay. We can be wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we could be wrong. We're not but, perfect, uh, <laughs> you know. But anyways, nope, I am. But. <laughs> <Get the fuck out. laughs> Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. All right, moving on. Um, so the next um thing that happened was a Hardy and Buck segment. Uh, they were uh just talking shit to each other as they normally do. Wasn't much, you know, just setting up for different things. I want to uh, see the match, but I don't want to see the Bucks talk anymore, especially with this whole thing they've been doing. But I want to see the match. I, I can't wait to see that. It should be good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it was announced on Friday, so. I'm down. But the the match actually there's a match number two that happened after Hardy and Buck segment. 
And um, it was – I can't say his name, bro. <laughs> I'm so bad. Um, let me try. Um, Kobosuke, uh, Kobosuke Takeshita. I think that's I don't right. Takeshita. Um, that's how it's spelled. I'm sorry. Uh, versus Hangman Page. And I hate that I can't say his name because this match was fucking awesome. I don't, I'm not a big Hangman Page fan. You know that. But this match was fucking great. Hard hitting. They were just back and forth. Oh, man. But you know what bothers me? What, what happened that? with CM Punk last week? Like last week on, on, was it Rampage? Or was it on Dynamite? He uh, came probably out Dynamite. People, yeah, I think you're right. Dynamite. People were booing the shit out of him. Oh yeah, that was dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm trying to understand: Are they trying to do the same thing with CM Punk that they did with with Dan, uh, Brian Danielson, where they're making them the heel for Hangman? Um, are you talking about like the whole him coming out with that Long Island um jersey or the Islanders jersey? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Well, I think that was just like a one-off because they want to keep that. That that hate for Punk in that city because eventually they're gonna revisit him and MJF, um, and I, I like that they're doing that, man. It just just so that every time Punk goes back there, which they've already gone there twice uh, since they've had that MJF feud, so uh, I'm pretty sure they'll be back and they'll boo the shit out of him again. But I don't think um, they're trying to make him the heel. For Paige, I, I don't think that. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that answer. Um, yeah, but yeah, I get, I get you then. So it's kind of like a Bret Hart going from Canada to the U.S. It's like a Shawn Michaels in Canada, uh, kind of thing. Okay, so we said the same thing, but with different people. Gotcha. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's how it is because Shawn could be over, um you know, liked as always, but then when he goes there, and I'm talking about like his second run when he came back, um, when he was oh. mostly a, a baby face. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So what'd you do with this match though, with hangman uh, page match? Um, I loved the back and forth throughout the, throughout the ending of it. There's the back and forth, Haluva kicks, yeah. the Germans, the double clothesline, like, it was just fucking great, dude. Like, honestly, this match was um, two thumbs up for me on this one because it's just it was such a great match, and that's because, like I said, I don't really like Hangman Page. I'll, I'll agree, just because I didn't, um, just because the match was better than I thought it was gonna be. I like Page, but I wasn't a big fan of this other dude uh, when he made his um, his first match debut. But uh, uh, he impressed me. He can go, man. I felt like. Maybe this match went over because we'll talk about it uh, later. As far as the main event, felt kind of rushed, but um, but yeah, oh, um, went over in time. Yeah, I, I was thinking that somebody went over because it felt like they were um, felt like they were rushing uh the match at the end, unless that's just how they planned it out. But I was thinking somebody went over, and I was thinking it was this match. Maybe so. Well, um, great match. Uh, the next one. Uh, we have the next segment was a Fuego segment, which is fucking. I don't like Fuego. I don't get him. I don't get it. And then to make it worse, he he. Why is he teaming up with the Dark Order? I don't get that. Like, have I missed something? 
I, I, I thought the same shit. I'm like, why the fuck is um, Evil Uno and uh, fucking Ten over here with him? Um, I don't know, man. Fuego's just happy to be there, I think. Um, At this point, yeah. And nobody believes that this fucking dude right here, like, he's not, like, man, look, Ray Phoenix, he's small too, but Fuego is not Ray Phoenix, like. He's not, no. Bring back Miro. That was the last time that Fuego had anything going on. Dude, um, yeah. Bring back Miro. Where are you, Miro? I miss you. God misses miss you. Miss you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so, moving on. Match match number three, we have a Surf Swerve. Swerve Scott. <laughs> Get his house. Versus the Workhorseman. So. And Washington. when was it ever Swerve's house? Um. I don't know, dude. Because he got I, thrown, he got thrown out of his house, his last house, if I'm not mistaken. Last house. He got uh, moved from his last house and then thrown out of his new house. Now, all jokes aside, though, I don't think he's bad, man. I actually think he's, you know, pretty good in the ring. Um, but I don't like that they're putting him with, uh, with Keith Lee. Um, I did like that finisher that they did. Thought that was fucking good, but um, I don't think Keith Lee should be there. And then um, at the end, which I thought was really weird, they all all the different teams come out. So you have Swerve Scott, and Keith Lee. You have um, you got oh fuck, I can't remember his name right now. You got Powerhouse and Ricky Starks. Sorry. I was getting so fucking mixed up with that one. Yeah. So you got Powerhouse Hobbs, you got Ricky Starks, and then you have fucking the Lucha Express all come out. And then the champions, or Christian, I should say, calls for a match at double or nothing, like a triple threat tag match, which makes no sense if they're the champions. I guess they're fighting champions, just want to be both of them, but I don't know. That's just... That's kind of random. Why? Why? But I we do. are going to get a threat match. I think that this should have been the pay-per-view where they finally dropped the titles to somebody credible. I mean, are you really going to give it to not saying Ricky Starks and, and Hobbs are bad, but as a team, is that who you want as the champions? And um, I don't know. I and just Christian's going to be doing this manager role. I want him to be a heel. Find him someone to be a heel with. Dude, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. As a I haven't been... I've been very disappointed with the way they've booked the tag team titles since they've won them. Um, and Jungle Boy just needs to get away from this fucking dinosaur already. Um, Honestly, the tag titles have not been booked well since the Bucks lost it. Oh, well, I mean, I think when the Lucha Bros won them, that was still good. Um, like, and which, yeah, is what you're, them, which is what you're talking about. But then their run as Champions Lucha Bros I'm talking about um, wasn't really all that great. Um, and I think they dropped the titles pretty pretty fast compared to some of the other reigns we've seen. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's whatever, yeah. though. It's because the Bucks aren't in the fucking title picture, so it's like they don't give a fuck about this right now so it's kind of annoying um after that though goes around statlander and the baddies have a promo 
okay. <laughs> not okay. Yeah, I have nothing like to say about G- that. I just like that they they keep telling Tony Tony Schiavone to cut his shit, and he just looks so confused. I love that. <laughs> I I do like that. Um, I think the baddies could be good for Jade Cargill. I don't know if it's gonna help any of them. Um. I think it's gonna help Jade, but and I could at this point I could care less what Statlander's doing. I know you're a fan of her, but yeah. I could care less, man. Um, the baddies kind of remind me of that faction that um that it was Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, and I feel like there was a third girl. Um, but this was like early NXT, like back in the day. So well, not back, back, back in the day, but you know, talking about like Team Bad, it was like Sasha, Naomi, and Tamina or something like that. No, that was that was before that dude. That's main roster. I'm talking about NXT. This was before. This was when like Sasha barely became the boss, and Charlotte Flair was like running wild. But, yeah, I don't remember that. But yes, reminds me of that. But but um. Anyways, the next segment that happened was the MJF lashing of Wardlow. Um, <laughs> which was actually a pretty good segment. But the one thing that that I saw. And I can't help but like knock it. You can if you were looking at um, MJF's hands, uh-huh. it's like he got a botched um, spray tan because they were all fucking orange and looked like he was trying to wipe off the fucking tan. It looked really bad. It didn't look that good. I, I didn't notice that, but um, <laughs> I thought that the the segment was great. Uh, Warlow was after that first shot. You know he didn't sell it. Didn't even mm-hmm. feel it. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be fucking good. And then MJF's fucking losing it by the by the end there. Yes. And eventually kicks him in the fucking nuts. It was great, dude. I loved it. Uh um it was a great segment, great way to get more heat on um on MJF. It was just perfect, honestly. Like everything that MJF's done so far is just gold. Can't go can't go wrong with that shit. Um dude, it makes honestly, Oh, go ahead. I I was just say the only feud that I've seen that was eh, uh was the Jericho thing, but that's just because of Chris Jericho. I feel, but um, that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't too bad. It was because they were like teammates at first, and I mean, you were just waiting for the turn. I just hate what happened. Like, there was no point in that feud at all. It created right. What was even the faction that MJF had? The uh, Pinnacle. There you go. And where are they now? Uh, fuck. He's whipping one of them on live TV. I guess, um, but they're really not the pinnacle anymore. Um, <laughs> so that was it. Was a waste of time. But you know, whatever. MJF's still doing some good shit. So can't can't wait. Wardlow's a fucking star. Can't wait to see him destroy Sean Spears in the cage. It's gonna be a fun watch. Um, and then yes. uh, I I did want, I it just popped into my mind. I did. Um, pop a little bit. Um, I think it was the rampage before or last week, uh, the week before Dynamite, um, where he told him that he had to do ten lashes. He's like, not one, not two, not three, four, five, six. And he's like, Sean, how many, how many lashes should he get? And he's like, ten. So that was pretty cool. Um, but on to the next one, contract negotiation, negotiation or whatever. I think yes, it was that one when in Long Island. Um, but yeah, good shit, good shit. So the next deal was uh, match number four, which is Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix in the other um, Owen Hart uh, tournament match. And dang, dude, like Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix, they're fucking smooth, man. 
with the way they move and everything. It was such a fucking great match. Dude, I like that. I'm not sure you picked up on it, but Jim Ross uh, compared Kyle Riley to like another kind of Brian Danielson. Yes. Um, and man, I've always liked Kyle Riley. Uh, I didn't like the fact that he came in here with Cole again after they worked so hard to like separate themselves from each other. But um, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, man, I thought it was a great match. Um, I thought maybe for a second Ray Phoenix was going to win this match. Uh, but I can't wait to see Kyle Riley versus Samoa fucking Joe. Should be good. It's going to be real fucking good. But um, yeah, can't, can't, say, can't say more about the match because it was just a fucking great match. Um, so after that, there was a BCC and... JES segment or you know um Blackpool Combat Club and Jericho Assholes Sucks Dick. I don't know, dude. I forget the names. Um let me see. Why why did Rigo say that he stuck toothbrushes up his ass though? Like that's dude, he was going on about it and I'm like, get to the fucking point. But um <laughs> then he says that shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Um I don't hate it, but it was kind of out of out of the park kind of thing, but oh, and they were gonna they were teasing the stadium stampede match. Oh, dude! When I when I heard Jericho like you know starting to talk about it, I'm like, God, no! I don't want to see this again, dude. Especially with um the BCC being in it now, I'm like, this is not what they need. Like, and then I was before you know Moxie was like, like no, I'm not doing that shit. Um, I'm like trying to convince myself that maybe it could be pretty decent because like a Moxley's in it or whatever, but I'm so glad that that's not what they're fucking doing. Cause that would have been horrible. Yeah. When I, cause I, I had to catch up with these, with these shows, but when I had heard that, um, the BCC and the JAS were going to go at it, I was like, Oh, why? Cause I'm not, I'm still not completely down with the JAS, I think it's uh, it's just too much already for for Jericho. Um, he probably needs to go away for a little bit, honestly, or like step away. Let people kind of forget him for a little bit, come back, and then have a huge pop, have another nice run. But still, something I'm looking forward to. I think it'll be fun to watch. I'm not big on six men, but I'm a huge John Moxley fan. And a huge um, Brian Danielson fan, so it's it's gonna be some great shit. Um, so you moving feel, on, yeah. Really quick, do you feel like Jericho? Because I'm sick of him, but do you think he's doing this stuff on purpose? Like the stuff he's been doing with this faction or whatever. Um, did you think he's doing like Rod and stuff on purpose because it's a sports entertainer kind of you know fucking gimmick, or do you feel like? He knows he's been doing rod and shit for a while now that he's just like, well, I'll put a label on it as sports entertainer. And, you know, that's exactly what it'll be. Just fucking rod and shit on TV. Like, what? I don't no, know. Man. I think I think it's I think he just tried. He, he came up with an idea to get heat because AEW is a professional wrestling company. You know, it's more about professional wrestling. So how do you create heat within it? Then call yourself a sports entertainer. I think it's just a bad idea. I think it's just trash right now. So 
Um, I know you're saying like he's doing it intentionally. I don't think it is. I think it's just a bad idea. So you can't have good ideas all the time is what I'm trying to say. Not saying he's not great. Just saying this isn't great. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> but um, on to the next one. You got match number five of the night. It was Britt Baker versus her Joker card, which is Maki Ito. <laughs> My God. Dude. Why her? She, the match wasn't horrible. I won't lie. It wasn't the worst thing. Um, I didn't watch the match. I was not going to watch the match because I, once I saw that girl... I'm like, this is the fucking Joker. Like after you just had yeah. John, uh, Johnny Elite or whatever come in, and I was like, I've seen this girl before. Like she's come out before. We and then they showed the flashback to like Revolution or whatever that fucking happened. Uh, but you I didn't watch the shit, man. You don't remember the the microphone shot that she did? That's that's I I saw the fucking microphone. Right. And I'm like, I'm like I've seen this bitch before, but oh. Uh, <sighs> Just horrible. Yeah, nah, uh, dead of a dead of a match. I don't, I don't see why they. Yeah, her being the Joker, not great. I know a lot of the other fans liked her. I don't care for her. I know my cousin likes her, but I just don't give a fuck. Um, no, I don't. I don't know how. Man. I, I think he likes the com- the comedy aspect of it. <laughs> but, what is it? What What about it is so funny? Like it's so her hard head, funny. It's her hard head. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't care for it, but um, we'll move on past that one because there's not much to talk about. Uh, then there was a after that match, there was a Serena Deeb segment, which I actually really liked her promo. I thought it was really good, and then it kind of does the callback to the um, Straight Edge Society where she shaved her head. Yeah, I like that they did that. I think she's great, man. Um, awesome. In ring, um, I like that she's been getting the mic more. Good I love shit. it. Um, got me hyped for the match. I'm I'm ready for it. And then to end the night, we had the main event, the other Owen Hart qualify um, tournament match. Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah, there's not much to talk about this match. It was an okay match, and it was actually really short, like you said earlier. It um, felt rushed because by the time. Well, I was I didn't watch it live, but I was watching the recording. I'm like, this recording's about to end, and Serena Deep's still in the fucking ring, and I know we have one more match to go. And I get the fact that I knew they were gonna do this that Jeff's hurt from the crazy ass fucking match from last week, but um, it just felt rushed either way. Um, but yeah, it was all well, right, I guess. I think that it might have been rushed a little bit, but I feel like. Um, the match was going to be short regard, like, regardless, it was going to be right. short. And I think, cause I mean, Jeff Hardy's not like young anymore. I feel like the match that he had last week with Darby really did stick with and don't want to put Jeff Hardy through too much. He's, he's older. He can get injured and you don't want to take him off the shelf. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or put him on the shelf, whatever the fuck. But, yeah, I don't know. Not really an awesome, awesome match. It was an okay match. Um, did what they needed to do to kind of move the, the story forward. So, Yeah, I felt like it could have been better, but you're right on that. Um, that's, you know, that Darby match was insane, so it could definitely have taken a lot out of him. I mean, that bump off the, off the ladder, he had to catch Darby on a bunch of fucking chairs. 
not. Dude, that was but, fucking insane. Darby was up there so comfortable. It looked like he was just like, fuck it. Like, fuck. He's too comfortable. He needs to calm his ass down. <laughs> that was fucking dangerous. Not Dude, like I, it was a memorable match, though, I think. I think we'll remember it. Um, so, I mean, that's all we can really ask for at this point. Just don't fucking kill yourself, Darby, because damn. He's fucking close to killing himself with that bump, dude. He could have landed on the hard part of the, 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 the standing part of the fucking chair. Dude, uh, yeah. He was so close to it, but okay. Yeah. Crazy. But um, so far, the Dynamite um, show was pretty good. Not bad. It was a good show. Good, solid show. Um, some hiccups here and there, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, but Same. to go forward now, um, we got Rampage um, that happened this past Friday. Um, they open up with a oh, with a six man <laughs> tag match, uh, House of Black versus Evil Uno, Ten, and Fuego. I I just do not care about any of this. The only thing that was cool was after the match when the Death Triangle called out House of Black. Um, I'm down to see something like that. I don't like Death Triangle, man. Um, I don't like the whole thing. I think it's. I I think it's so bad. I do like House of Black. Um, I do like some of the stuff they've done. Um, hasn't been all completely perfect, but um, yeah, I didn't care for this match. I don't really have much to say about it. And honestly, I was telling you before, Rampage this week and last week were, you know, eh, to me, but they were. yeah. Yeah, so we we're probably going to run through this pretty quickly, but after the first match, the there was the segment with the Gun Club and Max Caster um, showing that, um, fuck. <laughs> I do Max Caster. Are you talking about Anthony Bowens? Ah, uh, thank you. Anthony Boner. Um, he had gotten uh, injured or some deal from his knee. What ended up actually happening was, yeah, he did get legit injured. Um, he just recently had surgery. I just got that on Twitter not too long ago. Um, I think it might have been um, yesterday. Um, so he actually went through surgery. So he'll be out for a while. So you'll be seeing Max Caster with the gun club, I think, until Bones comes back. Um, Did he get hurt in the match? Because in the video they were showing, it looked like he fucking tripped. Yeah, they didn't really show it too well. I think he was already injured beforehand. And Because remember, he hadn't been really wrestling uh, he had just kind of been there um, on the sidelines while Max Caster was doing singles matches. Well, so. I, I had to watch this um, this segment like two or three times because at first it seemed like I was like, did they just like attack him like the gun club? It looked like like they had just gotten done fucking him up. And then I see Max Caster standing there. I'm like, did he turn on him? Like, what what is going on here? I had to rewatch it. And then I'm like, oh, no, it looks like he just like tripped. Um, but I didn't know he actually got hurt, like, for real. Yeah, no, it's, it's a legit injury. It's actually, I heard it was an injury from the match they had with the Luchasaurus, or, not Luchasaurus, but the Lucha Express. Um, yeah. so from that, from then, they've been injured. I think it's, or he's been injured since March, I guess that match happened in. Um, I was reading up on it, uh, beforehand. So he's legit injured. He's going to be out for a while because it was knee surgery. Um. But yeah, but I do like the the Max Caster and Gun Club um uh, segments. They're, it's super funny. They're fucking great, and uh, I love how like Billy kind of always throws away his sons. 
Yeah. And like treats Max Caster even better. And that's just like, what did he call him? One of his kids calls him Papa. And then yeah, Max Caster calls him Daddy. Yeah, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, yeah man. Good shit. <laughs> um, and after that segment, because Rampage is a lot of segments, because I mean, you can only have so many matches in an hour. Um, right. FTR came out with a segment agreeing to Trent and Rocky's call out from Dynamite. Trent and Rocky have some type of tag team name. I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like the, the best friends are so annoying at this point just because I still love Orange Cassidy. But the best friends, the whole stable and the inner stables within, like, within the stables, um, it's just too much. Too much. I think it's and, called uh, Wapangi Vice or something like that. Okay, well, that's, that's cool for them. Okay, I'm not going to remember that name. <laughs> it's a horrible name. She just, it just. I'm just sick of seeing emails. Rocky Romero, and I hate that. I've always been a fan of Trent. I hate that he's in this with these clowns, um, Chuck Taylor, and fucking hey man. even Orange Cassidy, man. Don't talk shit about Chuck T. Fuck Chuck T, man. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing this I shit on my TV. You. You're lucky we're we're on Discord. I'd slap you right now. Oh, slap me. <laughs> nah, but eh, you know it was a segment it was a segment FTR yeah. you know top guys out you know they good shit um moving on though we get match number two of the night Sean Spears versus Big Damo which is um formerly known as please Daniel Alien Dane but the Big Damo that's that's what the fuck they call them I just saw this guy coming out I'm like this is a fucking squash match I didn't even watch his entrance and you were telling me that that's fucking killing day, and I was like, nope. "What? You can't that body hair, bro? You can't hide that body hair. It's looking like a fucking eight, looking like a train, though. If you ask me, yeah, he does. And I'm not never never been a fan of of Killian Dane, but um, yeah, what they brought this guy in as like a enhancement talent, or kind of, yeah, like the, it wasn't like a complete squash match. He was getting some offense in. Sean Spears ended up winning in the end. Um, then he cuts a promo on Wardlow, which is whatever. Um, yeah, it's a glorified squash match, though. But, um, I mean, it wasn't like he was a big deal in NXT or the main roster. So, them bringing him in for this, it's better. Him doing this job is better than fucking um, Big Cass doing the job to Wardlow a couple weeks ago. I was about to say that, like, instead of burying Cass... Why didn't you bring in this guy or somebody like um fucking Rowan, Eric Rowan or Redbeard? Yeah, he, I mean, didn't he, didn't he fucking join the roster? Like, no, I think it was just a one off. But we saw him more than once. Yeah, it was just the build up to the match at uh, at the last pay per view, I think, or the pay per view before it. Yeah, so they buried this man. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Was, I mean, it wasn't complete Barry. There was offense done on both ends, but they, they didn't do him any helps winning, um, being yeah. beat after one finisher. They should have made him look a little stronger than that. But And how did Impact allow this, man? But uh, fuck <sighs> moving on from this shit. Yeah, not, not too what great. What next, um, So we got a little promo from the Undisputed Elite. Um, basically the Bucks calling out the Hardys and, you know, giving us that match at double or nothing. So it's going to be the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. 
at double or nothing, which should be a great match. Should be a great match. But the build up to this is kind of lackluster, honestly. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Um, I can't wait to see the match. I think it's going to be great. Um, but some of these other backstage promos or whatever, just eh. Um, but yeah, that's just typical Young Bucks. Yeah, it's whatever's. So after that, the um, after that, the match number three of the night was Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander. Um, eh, it was an okay match. It, it wasn't anything big, but it wasn't horrible, so that's a good thing. Um, Chris Statlander won. Once, wins, once. Anyways, um, so that puts her to face Ruby Soho. Yes, Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. Oh man. Um, yeah, I have nothing to say about this match. Uh, like I said earlier, Chris Statlander is um, whatever to me. I just feel like they're gonna cost her the cost her the match. The the baddies are gonna cost her the match next week on on Dynamite. I get, I get yeah. Through. So hopefully not though, because I'd like to see uh, Chris go all the way. Um, we're gonna have another gnarly ass match though, because uh, uh, we'll talk about it right now. But Men of the Year had a promo. Um, Sammy and Kaz. Uh, well, Men of the Year had the promo. Sammy and Kaz came on the fucking Titantron and destroyed the TNT title, which most fans didn't like. So yeah, I I thought that was kind crowd- of um. Kind of a disrespectful little bit, you know? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like, like not even, like, uh, people were booing Sammy, and it was like, okay, well, you know, not a lot of people actually really like Sammy right now. But even when Kaz went up there and he started hitting the title, like, people were still booing it. I, I think um, there's too much love for that TNT title, especially because it was the title for Brody Lee. I know yeah. they, they retired his specific <laughs> title, but it's, it's still synonymous with him. It's weird to see that title. Well, what I don't get, what I don't fucking get, is Sammy should just go. They need to straighten out this whole rivalry because Sammy needs to be complete heel. And mm-hmm. what I thought Sky was going face after the big pop he had after winning the title, and then even Paige was starting to get over because the promo he cut backstage or whatever, like the extra um, after they lost the title back to Sammy. And now they do that whole thing with Kaz where he hit him, um, you know, in the face with the belt when it looked like, you know, Sky was starting to beef there with Paige. I don't get it. Um, and I honestly, I'm getting tired of seeing it every week. So, yeah, it's not a it's not a program I'm really looking forward to. So we'll see how that progresses as, as the weeks go on. But uh, the next show that happened after that was Britt and Tony, uh, Britt Baker and Tony. Uh, does she have a last name? I know Tony Storm. Ah, of course. Tony Storm. Everyone, yeah. everyone first and last name in in AEW. So Tony Storm. Um, <laughs> they cut their little promo. Um, Britt Breaker walked out. I'm looking forward to that match, honestly, especially with how Tony uh, Storm did with her last match on on Rampage. Uh, not this week's Rampage, but last week's Rampage. With Jamie Hader. Yes, that was a great fucking match, man. So. This one should be good. I think um, Tony's finally got her bearings. She's got the ring rust off um, because it wasn't too long ago. She wasn't looking too hot in the ring. So I think uh, Britt's going to go over, though. I think so, too. It's Britt is the face of the women's division. And I think her and Adam Cole are going to win the thing. The I Owen could, Hart. 
that could be it. So it's gonna be Adam Cole and, and Samoa Joe at the end. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, has to be. We shall see. And uh, okay, main event time. Main event time. Brian Anderson and John Moxley versus Dante. Who cares? And Matt Sydal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dante Martin. He's never really talked too much. Looks like he's always scared or whatever, but he's trying to cut a promo, you know, with the whole Mark Henry. Um, you know, yeah. there's been enough talk, that whole thing. Um, and he starts talking, like he doesn't even sound like he's sure what he's saying. Even Sidell, he's saying, like, oh, we're gonna fuck y'all up or whatever. And Brian Anderson is just laughing, like, like, bro, you don't even believe what you're saying right now. Because Matt Sidow didn't say fuck you up. <laughs> he, didn't oh, say- he didn't say that, but he was saying that he was going to fuck them up. You know, basically, like, what he was saying. Love and, love and pro wrestling, or peace and love and pro wrestling. And then Daniel Bryan's like, well, I like peace, but I like my wrestling with violence. And yeah, they were laughing at him. Peace. Like, they're laughing at him saying peace and love. And Marshall was like, can you, did he just say that? Or yeah. he tells him, <laughs> Brian just laughs or whatever. But. Like, I don't know, man. I'm tired of seeing Matt Seidel on on my TV. Um, and I was a fan of Evan Bourne. But even, I think since the start, man, since Matt Seidel came over, he botched his first ever fucking move he tried oh, to do. And that yeah. Matt Roy has. So that was, he's been ruined since failure. Yes, exactly. Um, I think that... Uh... That Dante Martin's actually growing a little bit. I think he's that tag team that he's in is done. This is already the second injury from his partner, and yeah, it's it's not looking good. His partner's not getting any reps. When he came back, he just didn't look as good as Dante did. <clears throat> he just needs more more time, more wrestling, which Dante has been getting more time and more wrestling. So, um, big things for the future, but put him on dark, put him on something else. Well, actually, no. keeping him on Rampage is fine, but don't put him in the main event. I'm not worried about him because he's still young and he has time, but Matt Seidel is, I mean, he's no young person anymore. He's not old, but... He's Dante's veteran. That's what that's what Dante needs. He needs a veteran to kind of calm down, but he does need a better veteran. Matt Seidel isn't the, isn't the guy. Well, he should beat the fuck out of his mentor, man, because, <laughs> you know, show some aggression, some ruthless aggression. aggression. Yeah, Raquel, show him what's up. But to actually <laughs> talk about this match, um, at the end of it, they get into a scuffle with the JAS. And um, actually, this was the thing that happened. I'm not sure if you saw it. Um, I did send it to you in our messenger. There is a video in it. Um, Daniel Bryan actually got stuck in between the ramp and the ring, like his leg. Um, I did not see that. Uh, what do you mean? Like he got... Like his calf area, like the whole calf area, like it fell in between the ramp and the ring and it got clamped. Because you know how their ramp kind of like connects to the ring? Yeah. Well, he got stuck in between the ring and the ramp while they were uh-huh. doing that scuffle. So it looked like, it sounded like he was in some real pain. There was a whole bunch of people trying to get him out of it. He finally got out of it and he was kind of limping to the back. Like he was walking on his own, but he was limping in the, in the back to the back. Um. I don't think it's a big, it's going to be a big issue. I hope it's not. I hope it doesn't cause anything in the future because uh, Tony Khan did um, tweet about it afterwards. But um, it's kind of, it was kind of a weird tweet, honestly. He said, uh, after, the a- after the AW Rampage main event in a brawl, 
between the JAS and BCC. Um, Daniel Bryan's foot got trapped between the ring and ramp. This is why fighting after the bell is dangerous and discouraged. See what happened on AEW YouTube now. So he just kind of shared the link. So I don't think it's too serious, but yeah, I just I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I think he'll be all right, but um, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, he sounded like he was in, real, in some real pain. But um, Rampage uh, this week, uh, eh. eh, it was okay. Could have been on YouTube. That's what it felt like. Yeah, there's there's some of this stuff that needs to go fucking go to fucking YouTube. I'm sorry. Go to dark. Get the I don't know if you here. saw like a segment. I don't know if it was from last rampage where the Max Caster and um and the Gun Club were like, because uh, Billy Gun was like, I got y'all a match, and and they're like, oh okay, and then on elevation, and then they're like, yeah, whatever. They start celebrating yeah. <laughs> like, but they're all like, dis- it looked like they were disappointed, and then they were like, yes, that was great shit. Great show. Yeah, man. So, it was it was alright. This week in AW is a hit or miss. Like the Dynamite was good, but Rampage uh could have done without it, it, Dynamite it did what it needed to do. Yeah, but uh we finally got around though to talking about AEW. Uh no we did not hate AEW, if you no. might have wondered that, but we just were a bit behind and WWE had a lot going on also, so but now we are on track, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, um, we should have a smoother schedule for the podcast to come out now, and a, a smoother stuff. So uh, there are some other things, though, that we want to talk about. That's right. So, um, Dan, I want you to go ahead and uh, let me know what are some of the well, things that you found. I sent you this article, uh, you know, this past week. And although I had a lot to say about it at the time, I told you that I was going to wait to save my comments for the podcast. Mm -hmm. But it was reported by ESPN. I'm not sure if they broke the story or whatever, but um, WWE legend, Hall of Famer, two-time Hall of Famer, Ric Flair to fight one last time. Now... Before I get your thoughts on this, Nico, because I know you're a big Ric Flair fan. And, you know, I we've had this conversation before. I would say before that he was not the GOAT. But after watching him, you know, watching some more WCW, you know, some old WCW, which is not even his best years, in my opinion. But I started to see more of um, started to appreciate him a little more for what he can do. But. At this point, this news, it's uh it's sad, man. Um, and he needs <laughs> to stop because he is I feel like he's damaging himself. Obviously they can't take away anything he's done, but you know, they're talking about him having one more match. They don't know if it's gonna be a tag match. He quoted here saying, I'm going to walk that aisle one last time to prove once and for all that to be the man You've got to beat the man. And it's going to take place apparently the day after SummerSlam, which is also in Nashville. And it's going to be like taking place after some StarCast uh, event or whatever that they usually will have. Um, I'm just, 
he needs to stop, man. I mean, how old is he now? Like 70 some? 73. 73. He just had major health issues uh, a couple years ago, uh, needing like a, you know, some surgery, things like that, which led to kidney failures and a dialysis treatment. He was hospitalized for more than a month, but has been in solid health since the scare. But no man, 70 some, even in your 60s, even some would say in your 50s, should not be in this ring doing what they do and what like how great could we possibly see rick flair being in this fucking match like really i mean um i'm reading up on a little more to it so he's also saying that like, he's not saying that he's gonna be 100 percent. actually he was quoted as saying that he'll be running around 80 to 85 percent um i'm just it depends on who he's wrestling honestly whether i see it because yeah he actually if you've seen the videos he's been training with jay lethal um says here he's also been training with rob mcintyre um from john cena's gym so i don't know who exactly who rob mcintyre is but um must be someone good uh so he's getting the training in uh the little videos that i've seen of him and jay lethal yeah this is probably going to be a tag match it should be a tag match he's going to be the hot tag let him do his shit get it get his shit in and then I don't want to see it either, but I won't lie and say that if I were to see Nate come out to his music, do the little strut, I wouldn't get a little bit excited. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to watch it, but yeah. I won't lie, but I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to watch it. Um, that's for me to know. But I am not going to pay for this because it is at this point not only is it embarrassing (laughs) for the nature boy uh rick flair but i'm genuinely nervous and scared that he could have some kind of health issue in this match like for god's sakes man you're 73 and you want to get back in the ring yes it should be a fucking tag match but even with that, like, and I feel like it's not going to be a tag match. I feel like Ric Flair being Ric Flair is going to want this spotlight to himself against whoever the fuck it is. And I don't know, man, you could put him in there with uh, Brian Danielson. I still wouldn't want to see it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty tough one, but um, I might actually purchase it because I think you'll be purchasing like the whole StarCast uh, deal. So it's going to oh, come yeah. a lot more things. And then, um, I mean, the event that he's going to be wrestling in is supposed to be kind of like an ECW one-night stand, but like a Jim Crockett promotion one-night stand. So it's okay. going to be like all old-school Jim Crockett-like look-alike, I'm guessing. Um, I know that it's Conrad Thompson who's actually running the event. Conrad Thompson. Yes, the podcast oh, king of wrestling. Well, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. It's whatever. If Ric Flair wants to do that, well, who am I to I'm, stop I'm him or say no? I'm going to be watching with my hand, like, hands in front of my face. Like, I'm going to be scared to see. Like, I'm like, don't hurt yourself, Nate. Don't I, fuck him. And then it's happening after SummerSlam. Like, not that that really matters, but I don't know. It's just he no. needs to stop, man. 
Just stop it. it. It's hard to say. He doesn't need this, bro. Like, he already... It was bad enough that he wrestled again after that Shawn Michaels match, which was the perfect ending to a great career. It was bad enough that he went to Impact. I understand now, apparently, why he did it. But... Like, come on, man. Like, this is... Like, if this goes terribly wrong... Is this really the last image that you want to see uh, that we want to remember of him? Well, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that we saw an alleged picture of him going down on some flight attendant, so this wouldn't be this would be a step up, honestly. <laughs> I mean, oh <laughs> it's whatever, man. It's whatever. We'll see how it goes. Oh, well, I'm, I'm he wants to do him. that. He wants to do that. Fuck him. Go for it. <laughs> do it, Rick. I'll be watching. We'll be watching you, Rick. We'll be we'll be rooting for you, and uh, rooting and hoping that you do not break anything. Because Jesus Christ, I'm scared even watching him train with Jay Lethal. Um, <laughs> but there's also something else that that I saw um, that I wanted to talk about a little bit. We didn't get to do it the last time we did the show, but um, it was more. It was actually about the Forbidden Door um, pay per view that AEW be doing. Um, not really. Anything pertaining to the actual pay-per-view, but to something that um, Eric Bischoff had actually said on his Strictly Business podcast. Um, basically, running it down, um, he's just saying that this Forbidden Door pay-per-view isn't really going to be something that's going to build any new fans for AEW, which he and I, I feel the same way um, with AEW. Um, AEW's really been lacking in, in building new fans uh, to go to their promotion. And I mean, that's how you're going to grow, uh, really. Uh, I feel like right now, AEW's kind of been stagnant in terms of getting new fans. You're, you're just, right now, you've got the indie crowd with them. Um, but that's it. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, they're making um, some record um, houses with, with all the different shows that they're doing selling out arenas in in a day or selling them out in less than an hour or in minutes, making fucking websites crash from their ticket sales. I mean, I won't take that away from them. But uh, for me, from what Eric Bischoff says, I, I, as I've already said right now, I kind of I agree with him. You know, the Forbidden Door thing, which I'm going to watch, and it's going to be great, it's going to be awesome, but it's not really going to be growing any crowds for AW going to do much i think for aw i think this is just um money spent um for themselves uh I, if this was, go oh go ahead go ahead what do you have to say sorry i just wanted to add that i i can't i can't disagree with him uh bischoff's obviously his opinion holds a lot of value to me uh because of what he's done um, but no, it's not going to bring in more people and it's going to be great. But those people that like that shit, like me and you, uh, are already fucking watching the show as it is. So, and I feel like somebody like, and we talked about him earlier, Johnny elite bringing in somebody like him, even though he might not pan out as, um, you know, one of their bigger stars, but he would bring in more people than somebody like um a Jay White or something like that, you know, like uh because the casual fan knows him, has seen him, and might be interested to see what he does over here, uh, versus a Jay White, which maybe they've heard he's good, but they've never seen him. Uh or maybe you've never heard of him at all, 
and you don't really know much about him or what he can do. So yeah. the only problem with uh, Johnny Elite is that if they, someone doesn't post a picture of Johnny Elite when they're talking about him, they're not going to know who the fuck he is because he keeps changing his goddamn name. So <sighs> I'm sure he can't use John Morrison. Um, for some reason or another, but I mean, if you go to promotion to promotion and keep changing your last name, people aren't going to fucking remember you, especially the casuals, because we're not talking about wrestling fans. Um, we're talking about casual fans um, with this. Casuals. It's, this isn't about wrestling fans. Like, you know, he, Eric Bischoff isn't talking about growing the fan base for more wrestling fans, because if you're a wrestling fan, you're already watching AEW. We're talking just right. about the casual fans, people who are flipping through channels who are just... Just so happen to watch um, AEW or um, they watch wrestling every now and again. Um, but they know Monday Night Raw and SmackDown because they've been around since 93. At least Raw. Raw. Um, the WWE has been around since fucking forever. So there's a big gap in between that. But I think the problem with AEW is that since Cody Rhodes has left, um, they've lacked in trying to get a casual viewer because if you remember when Cody Rhodes was there, the big thing that I see um, in introducing uh, casual fans is the little things that he would do. Like um, the, the reality show that he had um, roads to the top. Um, there are people that just love reality TV because of the drama, the different things. Um, there are people that never watch wrestling, but they watch total divas or total Bellas. And that got them into actually watching wrestling. So you're turning that person into a casual wrestling fan. And, or an actual wrestling fan. If they actually get really into it. Um, so that's something that Cody Rhodes was doing. Another thing that Cody Rhodes was doing. Was actually um, the match that he had with Shaquille O'Neal. You know yeah. you bring mainstream stars. So that you can bring in the fans of those mainstream stars. Um, to get. You know. Um, those fans watching wrestling. and. Maybe they're watching more than just the Shaquille O'Neal match. Maybe they're watching from the beginning. It's not the very first match. They're seeing all the other things. They're saying, oh, wow, okay, look at this. That's cool. And um, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view could have been a great you know, deal to make wrestling fans out of casual fans, but AEW's not bringing in any casual fans. Like, not yeah. trying to, at least. Not like they were when, or not like Cody was, because to be honest, I feel like, the stuff that Cody Rhodes was doing was his initiative, not really Tony Khan's initiative. And if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you might not care for things like the reality shows or all this extra shit they do, but, uh, or, you know, the celebrity matches, whatever you want to call it. They're like the Mike Tyson, the Shaq, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, we understand, you got to understand why they're doing it, which is to try to bring in, you know, more casual fans. but. Um, of course, there's been some things that have happened that have brought in some casual fans, like a Brian Danielson, like a CM Punk. Um, mm -hmm. uh, because at one point their ratings were like 700, 600, sometimes maybe 800, and now they're doing that, yeah, pretty consistently. So, um, which brings us to another topic speaking of Eric Bischoff and people bringing in fans. Um, Eric Bischoff says something very interesting about somebody that I'm a big fan of. Um, you haven't really been as much in the past, but you can at least really appreciate his work, I would say. 
Um, but he said, and he said, in terms of a return on investment, this guy has to be the biggest financial flop in the history of wrestling, and he's talking about CM Punk. So, what are your thoughts on what he said there? Actually, I listened. Um, I think in onto that podcast, uh, and I in in terms of context, um, he was actually more talking about um his return in terms of uh ratings. Um, because in terms of ratings, I can agree. Because if you remember when he debuted, which was on Rampage, mm-hmm. um, they were at about a million views, more or less, right? Yeah. Um, well, actually, it was a million. It was over a million. Um, the next week, same thing. It was a million. But then as the weeks kind of go on, they started slumping down lower than a million, um, going back to 900, sit like 8 to 7 as they are now, which is actually how they've been throughout um their run because if we remember the nxt type of deal nxt versus aw you know aw was winning but they weren't getting a million viewers they were getting like 600 to 700,000, just more than nxt so right. the viewership didn't really grow or it might have grown but it never sustained and that might have been just because the other aspects of aw is not really meant for like the casual viewer because if you're if you were looking at how we were talking about Raw and SmackDown versus AEW, Raw and SmackDown have less matches in their end there. Like Raw has like the same amount of matches as Dynamite, and that's because Raw is three hours. But there's so many different segments in between, a lot of different storytelling in between. And uh, um, with Raw and SmackDown, they do lean more on the entertainment part, the soap opera part. By telling these crazy, stupid stories. And AEW, uh, the storytelling that they're doing is not really. I feel like you have to know so much about the indies and so much about what happened in New Japan to understand the stories that they're telling in the ring half the time. Right. And the casual so, fan doesn't understand that. Yeah. Casual fans don't understand that. They're not going to care and they're just going to stop watching. So, in terms of ratings, he's, he's right. But. In terms of financial flop, I wouldn't say that because, I mean, CM Punk is a merch, is a merch seller, so he's gonna make all the money. I, I mean, what he sold out of all his tees within the first thirty minutes of them being loaded onto the re- wrestling tees or whatever it's called, right? So he's making the money. They're selling out arenas, but at the same time, with the whole selling out arenas. They've kind of always been doing that. So it's not anything new. Uh, well, yeah. and But to call him the biggest financial flop in the history of wrestling is, I think, a little too much. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you're right about the ratings, what you talked about. But right now, I don't know if you feel like there's somebody else, but I think CM Punk has the best, maybe an MJF, but, you know, some of that was with Punk. CM Punk has had the best stuff every fucking week, and if it's not him, it's Brian Danielson. So, for him to say that CM Punk is the biggest flop, does he keep that same energy when talking about Brian Danielson? 
because I mean, has Brian Anderson been better for them than CM Punk has? I think he said he he actually has said that uh, with Brian Danielson too. He actually keeps Brian Danielson and CM Punk um, on the same level. He's only being super hyper um, critical on Punk right now uh, because Punk kind of called him out in one of his tweets uh, recently. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can. And also, there's some things that he had said in the past, like comparing, like CM Punk comparing him and Daniel Bryan to, like their impact going into AEW uh, was the same type of impact that uh, Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash had going into WCW back in the Monday Night Wars. So, Eric Bischoff had some problems with him saying that. And well, if I can find the stupid tweet. I mean, he's had some uh, interesting things to say as of late. Um, and I'm all for it. I don't mind Eric Bischoff at all. I don't completely agree, though, with what he was saying about him being the biggest financial flop. Um, but, you know, the stuff he said about the Forbidden Door, not really bringing in the casual fan in, I cannot disagree with him on that. Yeah, it, it, with CM Punk, I feel like he just more attacked him because he was being attacked at the same time. So it might have just been over over talking, but I know he believes in the rating part, but he doesn't really say much about the money. So, um, like I said, I agree with him in terms of ratings because I thought that CM Punk was going to bring in a lot more fans and like, I thought that this was going to make AEW an actual competition for WWE, and it really didn't. I mean, yeah. on the night, they're still not getting the ratings that Raw or SmackDown are getting, and that's because Raw and SmackDown aren't even that good, and they're still getting more ratings. But you know why they're getting more ratings? Because they have their casual fans. Because you have the people that are just so used to watching SmackDown and Raw every Monday and every Friday. Um, so it's kind of hard to compete with WWE when they have a 20-year like 30 yeah. year fucking head start so they've been established for a while yeah, a long years just on raw just on tv so that's why that's not even mentioning all the people that would watch um before that you know saturday what is the saturday night's main event um what was it uh titans uh, tuesday titans i don't fucking remember what it's called um but yeah they have a head start you can't just compete with WWE. I don't think there's going to be a time when AEW is actually competing with WWE. At this point, it's just like, enjoy that there's a good alternative to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, because WWE, even though they haven't been the best at creating stars, um, well, that's what they say, but they have fucking stars. And eventually they will create more, little by little. But the brand... Mm. They've built the brand. It's not so much about oh, I'm gonna go see Roman Reigns, or even though that might be a reason, but um, like you, you're gonna go see the brand that is and WWE. People are like fans, like me or you, thinking that, or not like me or you, because I don't think this, but like just the this the regular wrestling fans saying that some wrestlers are above going to WWE. Um, no, they're not. No one's above going to WWE when the price is right. They'll fucking go to WWE. Honestly, I feel like if the Young Bucks were given the right price, um, they could have went to WWE. It just 
it's all about timing. Cody Rhodes um, went back. Yeah, Cody Rhodes went back. So anyone, anybody can go back. Either go or go back. Um, so MJF is already been hinting about going to WWE in 2024 when his contract ends. I think he is going to go. I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Um, we will revisit that uh, years. at some point. Yeah. Uh, he's got till 2024. I think that's when his current deal is ending. Um, I think there's actually talks of him trying to renegotiate, but we can save that for another day. Because, um, yeah, that's that's another fucking oh, heavy chest to unload. But we are right about that time um, for to wrap things up. It's been another great episode. Uh, the second episode of Wrestle Me with Dan and Nico. Our secondary or alternative show, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, and of course, uh, make sure if you haven't already, go watch uh, some of our first episodes that we were doing and also follow us on twitter at let's wrestle pod um but yeah it's been great man i've i'm glad that we finally got to uh some aw oh i know see we don't hate aw we don't that they do okay it's a lot more bearable than wwe i still don't like their tag division and their women's division i don't like their tag team rules Piss me off. The women's division is yeah. getting better, but Jesus Christ, FCR saved well, the tag division. Well, look <laughs> who's running those divisions. I mean, if they still are, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. All right, we're going too far into this now. <laughs> Everyone, peace. Like, subscribe, give us a five star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. This has been Wrestle Me with Dan. I'll wrestle you. All righty, peace. Ha <laughs> ha